People can't get enough of the Stouting Off podcast. Tune in each week as Drew Stoutenberg and his producer, Jordan McMillian, spout off commentary on the everyday. The Stouting Off podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or simply offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Episode 208 of the Motor City HDJ podcast entitled Wedding Guests or Jerks. Today's episode focuses on your guests. You've worked so hard to plan this wedding. You invite all these people to your event, and, well, some of them are just going to end up being complete nincompoops, jerks. And today, I'm going to uncover why. Why are Americans sick of weddings? And how are guests being rude at your wedding and not even realizing it? Man, it's been a topic that's been on my mind for so long. I'm back after a break. I want to talk about those things today. Of course, the only sponsor of this podcast program, E2i Design. Find them on their website, e2idesign.com, or on all of the socials at E2i Design. Episode 208, Wedding Guests Are Jerks. It starts right now. It is a rare Friday recording of the podcast. Normally, I do these things on Sundays and then publish them. So I hope you're doing well either way. It is I, your DJ, Brett Cummins. Hopefully, you're doing well. And hopefully, you've been doing well over these last couple months. It's been a minute, of course. That's how this is going to go. I will say that. You will accept it. We will be friends. It's going to be great. I definitely want to get to the content. Wedding guests are jerks. We're going to talk about that here in just a moment. I want to bring you up to speed on where I've been since we last talked. I've played quite a few venues since then, quite a few events since then, some new places in there in the mix I want to talk to you about. Of course, the last time I was here was an off-the-cuff, quick episode to address the events in Uvalde, Texas, and obviously we're seeing some major changes being implemented there, so that's always a good thing. But since the last time I addressed you, I have had, let me just see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight events. How about that? Some new places to me. The Westin, Southfield, Detroit, there in Southfield, off of the Lodge, and over to the Washtenaw Golf Club. Let's see, it was back to the Frankenmuth Brewery. Had our block party to end Alzheimer's there in front of the historic courthouse in Howell. That was exciting. Played the Peacock Road Family Farm in Lanesburg, Michigan. Played the Goldner Walsh Garden and Home in Pontiac. I've actually been to the brewery, look at that, twice in the month of June. And then just last weekend, back to Silver Shores Waterfront in Wyandotte. Man, things are good. Y'all are treating me well. I appreciate you having me back to these places. Obviously, letting me share in these special moments with you and, and yours. It is so cool that I get to do what I do. and. I'm thankful for it each and every day. New business on the horizon, another event coming up this weekend, plenty more. So super excited for everything. I mean, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're getting back to it. The parties are happening, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Had a chance to play the 
David Rutledge 25th annual golf outing for Alzheimer's there at Eagle Crest in Ypsilanti. That was awesome. And I'm super thrilled to have been a part of that, which means coming up now, walk season is around the corner for my friends of the Alzheimer's Association. So thrilled to be a part of that organization and, and be a proud partner of them in their fight to end Alzheimer's. So the weddings have been coming in. The events have been rolling. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Motor City, as always. I just want to always thank you for keeping me busy and allowing me to do what I love the most. Speaking of things I love the most, Rosanna and I celebrated 12 years on June 6th. It's been that long. How about that? It's been a minute since I last talked to you. So we've celebrated 12 years now of marriage. And here in August, we're going to take a family vacay to Hawaii. Actually, that's the trip we had planned for our 10-year wedding anniversary. However, COVID. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, I was there for that. It was a bummer. <laughs> Canceled the whole thing. Had to move it to a different date. Mm -hmm. So with that, lots of events have happened. A lot more are in the hopper. Meeting with new clients, continuing to play. It's just a good time to be alive. And definitely, I'm excited to be your DJ. All right, let's talk about it. We're going to shift gears from what I would normally talk about, which is you. You're the client. You're the one running the show, planning the event, making things happen for your special day. But I want to talk about your guests. And it is a category that I really no longer fit into very well because I can't stand being a guest at a wedding. Not because I don't like to be invited or because I don't want to go. It's just if I show up at a wedding, I want to work. <laughs> I always tell Rosanna that I wish I had the gear in the car just in case. If I were ever to go to an event and the DJ was awful, I'd be able to rip that stuff out of the trunk and say, hey, listen, I got you. I'm here. Kind of like a Clark Kent Superman situation. The, the deal is I'm taking this from a couple different articles that I've uh, saved from over time. Uh, one of them is from The Nonlinear Life, which is a newsletter about navigating life's ups and downs. And then, of course, Huffington Post had an article. So I've combined these two resources to really put together the content for today's show. And the topic again, wedding guests are jerks. So here's the deal. Americans are sick of weddings. Because of COVID, right? COVID just shut the world down. Tons of people rescheduled their weddings over the last few years. Then you've got people that have, because of COVID or otherwise, started relationships over the last few years. And as of right now, and I talked about this in an earlier episode, this summer so far, is proving to be the busiest wedding season in memory. If you remember, I shared that a staggering two and a half million weddings are expected to happen in the United States this year, according to the Wedding Report. There's that research firm I mentioned. And that number doesn't even include people who got eloped, people who got married in smaller ceremonies during the pandemic, or those that are holding larger celebrations this year. It's crazy because truly everybody in life seems to be getting married right now. <laughs> there was a young lady that was interviewed as part of one of these articles, and she said that she was invited to attend 18 weddings this year alone. And the wild part about that is 18 weddings is one thing, but then you have to figure in 18 gifts, 
18 cards. I mean, the costs add up. And of course, our friends over at The Knot, they did their own research and found that people, on average, for out-of-town weddings are spending nearly $700 per event for the ones that they have to drive to. And if it's an out-of-town, like, I've got to fly there, including costs and hotel and everything, almost $1,300 for weddings that they have to fly out of town to. There was a, I guess it's a now viral post. I don't know which social media avenue this was, but this person says, we're on our fifth wedding invite for 2023 so far. One is my brother and the other four fall into the friend group. None of the weddings are close to home, so all of us will at least have to stay one night in a hotel. We're not sure how we'll manage to afford to go to all these weddings, figuring travel, hotel, gift money, and definitely won't be able to get childcare for all five weekends. And that's before the bachelor and bachelorette parties and those invites start coming as well. So if you want to know why people are sick of weddings in 2022 and beyond, well, this is why. So your guests, they love you, but they're kind of salty, right? <laughs> and, and I get it, right? Your, your event is different than the next person's event. Everybody is special. That's how I feel about my clients. I really do. Every wedding that I play is unique and special, and I love being part of them. But your wedding guests, they're in a different position than I am. Remember, I get paid to go to weddings. They do not. They have to pay to go to weddings. So it gets expensive quickly. If you and eight other couples that you know are inviting people to these weddings. So how do we alleviate this problem? As the ones planning weddings, what can we do to alleviate this problem? Well, first and foremost, the obvious thing is that you, you clearly just can't tell your loved ones not to get married. You can't not send a gift. And you obviously shouldn't be showing up and complaining. Although, if you really don't want to go, just politely decline. One thing that this article specifically points out that I completely agree with and can get behind is that if you've got people at your weddings, the biggest complaint that they have that I actually also have is the toasting. We've got to improve the toast. I think a lot of the frustration of people of having to go to weddings, aside from financial responsibility costs, getting there, the travel of it, you know, the toast is a moment of the wedding experience that can either derail the whole thing or be a highlight of the night. Most of the time, more often than not, a toast will always go off the rails, it feels like. When we start complaining about having to go to weddings, we think about all of the things, all of the minutia of the day, all the little details that every single wedding has that we have to sit through again. The biggest thing that people complain about is the length of the toast, the content of the toast. It is just a very, very fine line that you walk between a great toast and a bad toast. I agree with the person that wrote this article. I'm going to share their thoughts. I'm not claiming them as my own, but I will point these things out and let you know that if we want to get people to stop being sick of weddings, we need to improve the toast. And here's how we can do it. The first thing is that you need to advise people giving toasts 
No one wants to hear about the distant past. All right. If you're the maid of honor, matron of honor, no one really wants to hear how the two of you met years ago, giggling. You know, we, we had these little movie nights and all that jazz. No one cares about the fact that you all got drunk in high school together. And that one time that you were getting mailboxes with baseball bats. And certainly no one needs to know that your toaster introduced one of the two of you to their ex. Anybody giving a toast should never tell a story that happens before the couple met. And that's a really, really good thing to shoot for. All right. We just keep the past in the past. We don't need all of these rambling moments. It's going to cut down on the time of the toast. It's going to reduce the embarrassment that either you or you, the bride or groom or the couple will experience. We got to keep the past in the past. Anybody giving a toast at your wedding needs to use that as one of their guidelines. Another one of the guidelines should be stick to the script. Let's not try to ad lib and go off the cuff here. They're never a good idea. Unless you are a seasoned improviser, if you are a student of Second City Improv Olympics, you are not the kind of person that should be going off the cuff with a wedding toast. The funny story that just happens to pop into your head at the last minute, just because you want to share that story with everybody, hopefully to get a big laugh, right? That's one of those things about a toast that drives people crazy. The reason people get sick of weddings is for things like this right here. That toast that goes on and on and on because the toaster continues to remember stories off the cuff. We want to tell our toasters, keep those things to yourself. All right. Even the most experienced speakers. Normally when I'm putting these podcast episodes together, I actually follow a pretty loose script of talking points that I've put together before I start recording. Sometimes I throw facts and figures in, but I've already been prepared to do that. So even the most experienced speakers out there in the world will use a script. Your toasters should use a script as well. It's going to keep things on track. Thirdly, just keep the jokes aside. The writer of this article says their favorite rule of thumb about wedding remarks within toasts is that you want to keep the funny toasts for the rehearsal dinner and the sentimental toasts at the reception. So if someone's going to give a toast, the really, really funny gut, you know, the gut laugh stuff, that needs to be for the rehearsal dinner. We need, as the group at the reception, we need that experience to be maybe a quick little quip or something to kind of draw people in, but we're not doing our best stand-up routine at a wedding reception. The day is about the couple, not about the person giving the toast. That's a big thing. The biggest things that I cringe at is when a toast misses the moment. The moment at a wedding reception calls for just genuine sweetness and love. It doesn't call for sex jokes. We know that those jokes are going to come, but we, we just don't need to hear about them at a wedding reception. The jokes about marriage, yes, we know that a lot of marriages end in divorce, but that's not the time to tell that joke. And really jokes about almost anything except a quick quip. You know, the, the toaster might find it funny, but is the bride's grandmother or grandfather going to find it funny, right? 
In this moment, granny is more important than the toaster. That's another reason that Americans are sick of weddings. The writer of this article has a formula, and this is what they say. The, the, the formula for a wedding toast, if you want to share this with your toasters, it's following the number 312, okay? The first thing, the first element of the toast is that the toaster would say something for just a minute or two in the third person about the member of the couple that the toaster is closest to. They might say something like, let me tell you something about groom you may not know, or I knew bride had found true love when she called me that night and said blah dee blah So that's the first element. Next, what you would want to do is say a few heartfelt words in the first person as the toaster explaining how you feel about one or both members of the couple. Something like, you know, one thing I could always count on my brother for, if you're the brother of, you know, either one, or uh, I've always admired my former roommate for this or that, right? So first person. So we start with third person, then first person. And then the last part of that, the last element is speaking directly to the couple using the second person, right? As the toaster, you might give a, a warm sentiment, something like, I, I wish you both the, a life filled with this, or hopefully you always find joy in this. And then the one thing that people forget about with a toast that I have to remind them, a toast involves a drink. So as far as wrapping up the toast, you invite everyone to raise their glass and a, just a very simple salutation. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family to the wonderful couple or something like that. Cheers. That's why Americans are sick of weddings. That's why we hate going to weddings because the toast can go off the rails. Remember, the shorter the toast, the happier the couple. The longer the toast, the more of a risk there is to being the person that they will complain about until death do them part. Remember that. The toast is one of the reasons that Americans are sick of weddings. All right, so wedding guests are jerks because they hate listening to a toast that has way too many pieces and all this other jazz. The other way that wedding guests are jerks is because they may just be rude and not even realize it. So, let me make you aware of some rude behaviors that we see at weddings and how to get your guests to align themselves properly with the right wedding etiquette. The first way that people are rude is that they monopolize the couple's time. Obviously, the newlyweds want to spend time with the, all of their wedding guests. And, and I've always said this during consultations. Let's say even 180 people at a wedding, which is a lot of people at a wedding. But let's say 180 people. If you were to choose to spend one minute with every single person at the wedding, that's 180 minutes. Do the math. Three hours. There's no mathematical possibility that you can actually spend one minute with every single person at a 180-person wedding and still have a good time. Eh, maybe that's your good time, but you're not going to be able to enjoy dancing or anything else. You'll literally be working the room like a politician, okay? So one way that guests are rude is by monopolizing the couple's time. And really, we should move them along, right? So you need to make your guests aware of this so that they can be mindful of that. One way we can do that is by telling the guests, hey, if you want to hang out with me, come on to the dance floor. And that's an easy way to fill the dance floor, get them out there and allow them to spend time with you on this very special day. Another way that guests are rude at a wedding is by making a scene. 
of course, a lot of what happens for the reason that this happens, I should say, is that sometimes you've got guests that insist on causing drama, screaming, fighting, getting too drunk or oversharing information about the two of you during your big day. And it is a good thing to celebrate at a wedding, but we always have to make sure our guests aren't crossing that line and making a spectacle. We definitely don't want them to be the center of attention. And there are some times that guests will try to upstage a couple by showing off on the dance floor so that everyone remembers that person who stole the spotlight from the couple. Very simply, we just got to make sure that your guests aren't being overserved. That comes to the bar. We obviously have to maybe encourage people ahead of time to keep the drama out of the reception venue. There's no place for that because it's your day. It's not their day. It's your day. Another way that guests can be rude at a wedding and not even realize it is actually something I deal with all the time, which is requesting songs. I'm kind of torn on this. Yeah, I love to hear from the guests. At the same time, it is about the, the couple, my clients that I'm taking care of. So you can't be pushy about a song request. If the DJ or the band says no, you obviously just back off and let it be. In most cases, your guests don't know that you have already created a playlist with me. You've used my online planning portal to curate this playlist for open dancing. It's okay, right? If it, and it's up to you. It's okay if they want to request music, but that's completely up to you. Sometimes, though, you'll get that guest that really just feels like their song is the most important, and I will usually be polite about it and say, if it's something like, let's say that's uh, something the couple doesn't want to hear, I will be polite about it and say, that's a great request. Let me get another song just in case I can't get to that one. I never tell a guest that I can't play a song. I always explain to them that I will always do my best to make sure that song gets played. So if there is a do not playlist, I'm not there just exposing all your secrets. I let them know that, you know, I've got a list of things that I need to try to stick to. And, you know, my clients ultimately get a final say of the music. Another way guests can be rude at the wedding is oversharing. Again, it kind of goes back to making a spectacle. It is just absolutely staggering to me the amount of wedding guests who choose wedding receptions to divulge past embarrassing romantic histories of the couple. All right. A reception is not the time or place. If it's not already public knowledge, we got to encourage our guests to keep those little juicy, gossipy tidbits to themselves. If it's in a toast, or talking to people at a table about these stories, we always have to be mindful of the content that we choose to include. Your guests can also be rude by failing to send you an RSVP. Of course, you're, you've been kind enough to invite these people to your wedding. They should take the time to respond. So what happens is they have now added something else to your to-do list, which is to force you to chase these people down. And that's quite rude, in fact. So you also need to make sure since you are the one creating that RSVP, especially with the whole plus one situation, we have to make sure that we are clear with who is invited to the wedding. If you want so-and-so to have a plus one, say so-and-so plus guest. It is rude for us as wedding guests, if there is a blank line or something, to write in someone's name if they have not been given a plus one. Obviously, your guests showing up with a plus one is rude if they've shown up with extra people. But how about people that bring extra people in addition to their plus one? I mean, where are you going to put all these guests? It's, it's really, really annoying. 
and that's another way wedding guests can be rude. Of course, taking photos during the ceremony can be considered kind of rude because the phones, they do take great pictures, but you've probably hired an amazing professional photographer to document the occasion. Always encourage your officiant at your ceremony to remind people not to take photos during the ceremony. Naturally, you're going to have people who just avoid that or pretend like they didn't hear that and do it anyway. For the people who absolutely have to take a photo, we just have to remind them to be subtle and quick about it. We don't want to get in the photographer's way or the videographer's way because they have aligned a perfect moment for the couple. Clearly, we don't want our phones to go off during the ceremony, so you might want to think about encouraging your guests with these things. Another way that guests are rude, oh, this happens all the time, telling you what you didn't do right, telling you what you did wrong. All events have hiccups. Weddings have hiccups. If something doesn't feel right or hasn't aligned right, it's no one's business to tell you what's going wrong. That's something you can think about after the fact. We don't need to add stress to you. So that's where I step in. And usually if I notice that someone's about to complain, I'll step in and try and field that comment before it gets to my couple if there's something that needs to be addressed. Guests can be rude by drinking too much. Number one reason uh, of rudeness right there. Just because there's an open bar doesn't mean your guests need to completely obliterate themselves by taking full advantage and ordering endless drinks. We got to make sure we're not drinking excessively at a wedding. Of course, getting too drunk can lead to, kind of already mentioned it, making a spectacle or that thing that we as vendors hate at the end of the night where people start lingering at the end of the night, staying around at the venue later than they should. Guests at your wedding should be gracious. They should be there to support you and have a good time without going too far. Another thing we don't really often think about is that guests who skip the ceremony or just arrive late to the ceremony, that's kind of rude. So if this is you, or maybe you encourage your guests to get there a little early, or maybe you tell them that the ceremony is going to start earlier than what it really is so that they get there on time, a lot of people will feel the urge to skip the ceremony, and we need to avoid that even if we do expect it to be long or boring. But the reality is that just being there for the ceremony is the important part. The vows are the biggest deal of the day. So just to show up for the party, that's, that's really bad etiquette. And we also want to make sure we're showing up on time. Your guests need to be showing up on time as well, because obviously they we would hope they wouldn't want to be awkwardly walking in with the bridal party procession, right? Delays can happen. Traffic can happen. Things, you know, the world is what it is sometimes, and things like that happen. The biggest thing I've seen that really irks me, aside from people getting too drunk, is when they approach the caterers and ask for a to go box. Just like flowers, as a guest, you don't take anything unless the go ahead has been given ahead of time from the couple or other people authorized to make those decisions. Now, it is interesting, as of recently, a lot of couples do have to-go containers fixed and prepared so that people don't waste food, but we don't need to be asking for those things specifically, regardless of how casual the wedding might be. Then finally, the most rude thing that guests, people can do without even realizing it, is just not showing up. When your guests tell you that they will attend the wedding and then just skip out altogether, it's even worse than not RSVPing. You have planned for these people to be there. You've included these people in the seating charts, 
your catering, your food counts. Them not being there creates holes in everything. So as wedding guests, if there is a last minute emergency or they can't attend, we need to just let them know, hey, listen, just tell us, let us know or tell someone that will be at the event so that they can inform you or whoever else is coordinating or planning your big day. Obviously, we don't want to necessarily always call the couple for that because, you know, you have too much on your plate as it is. Maybe one of the parents instead, right? So that's the list of ways that people can be rude at a wedding and not even realize it. And that's why, all together with those two big subsections of things, that's why wedding guests are jerks. And it is my goal to change the world, to make it so that your wedding guests aren't being jerks. They are having a good time. They're having etiquette and ultimately giving you the day that you deserve. That is it. That is the complete list for right now of how wedding guests are jerks. Episode 209, I don't know what it's going to be just yet, but for now, just be kind, love each other, and have an amazing week. Mm-hmm.